Are you blessed or are you cursed With a strong imagination and a spiritual thirst Do you wanna confide about the darkness inside Come and talk about it on Self-Worst beep, 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 beep. Hi, what's up? Welcome to Self-Worst Podcast I'm Brad Pearson, host of Self-Worst Podcast How's it going? It's morning time I'm trying to get all this recorded before I go to the gym, before I go to work. I got a whole stack day ahead of me. I got places to be. You got places to be. Let's get this shit rolling. Because I got to remind myself that you don't come to this podcast to hear me talk to myself. You come for the juicy interviews, and that's what we're going to do. So this week, we're talking to James Coppola. He's a fitness trainer, ACSM certified. Uh, got a BS in exercise science. He knows what he's doing. He's been in the industry for 18 years. And he's uh, he's a, he's a big strong boy. We love big strong boys. Uh, big beefy boy with a heart of gold. That's one of my favorite archetypes. And uh, he just he just fucking brings it in this interview. And I was so excited to talk to him. He he, he takes down a lot of the bullshit and nonsense and pseudoscience in gym culture. There, as you know, there is a lot of uh, fucking broy garbage bullshit in uh, fitness training culture. A lot of body shaming, a lot of sexism, a lot of yada yada. It's just it's bad. And there's a lot of just dickheads and grifters who want to sell you supplements and are gonna look you in the eye and con you out of your money and probably make you less healthy for money and uh he he's he's out to get those people he's on our side he's helping us out uh so it was a fun interview it was cool to cool to finally sit down and talk with him i've been following his his content for a while really like it um he's worth a follow go go check him out i put his link in the show notes you can also just google james capola instagram whatever you know you know how to find the guy Anyway, let's just get to the thing. Um, before we do, we got to do my housekeeping. You know, patreon.com slash self-worst. Uh, little as a dollar a month, you get bonus content and all of that stuff. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, all of that. You can, um, you can put us in your Insta stories. Just screenshot this right now. Put it in your Insta stories. Tag, you know, just I'll, I'll regram it. And it'll, it'll be cool. Um, and that's it. I don't know. Oh, um, I'm going to be on Radio Free Tote Bag coming up pretty soon. We just had uh, Donovan on. Um, and we're going to, I think, we assume we're going to have uh, Audrey on as well. And that's really exciting. And uh, I'm going to go on their show. So look for me on that and go listen to that show because that's also very fun. So I'm just going to give that a little plug too. And uh, your homework is, uh, I don't know, go work out. Go do some sort of, if you're not already, if you have the time and the means, go do something. Even if it's just going for a walk. I am telling you, I know I proselytize about this all of the time, but I am telling you, if you work out, if you exercise in any way, more than what you're doing right now, if what you're doing is zero, you will feel better. It's just a fact. I don't like it either. I want to just lay in bed, look at phone. 
That's what I, I want to live in a world where I'm perfectly healthy, laying in my bed with my head kind of craned at a 45 degree angle, one hand on my phone, just scrolling, one hand kind of just uh, passively just playing with my junk, scratching my balls, and just do that all day. That's where I would be. That's my natural state. That's like if I'm Odo from Deep Space Nine, that's the bucket I return to. But you gotta get up. You gotta move around. You will feel better. I promise you. Anyway, that's all. Be good to yourself. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind. It's all interconnected, bro. All right. Let's go to the interview. And uh, let's go to the interview. James, just say hi and, and tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what we need to know about you to start off. Sure. Hi. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. Um, I've been in the fitness industry for 18 years. It's your typical fat little kid got in shape, became obsessed, went through every position in the fitness industry, managed a few clubs, managed a few teams, and now I just own my own training company and I just use my page to try to steer people away from diet culture and toxic fitness culture as much as I can because I went through it myself and I just figured if I have all this knowledge and, ex- and expertise and experience, I might as well find a way that I can make the information digestible for everyone. So that's what I try to do. Right on. Well, let's begin at the beginning with the little fat kid. Um, how how'd the little fat kid uh, want to you know get in shape and, and what did that look like? Well, I was just heavily bullied and it was nothing like my parents weren't taking care of me properly. It was all me, right? Like I would closet eat and everything. And that's also a very big misconception. A lot of people tend to blame the parents. And I know for a fact it wasn't their fault. It was just, I had an addictive personality. I don't know if it was just my um, ADHD, but I just craved dopamine and I got that through food. Mm -hmm. And... My father owned a video store, so as you can imagine, we were a sedentary family. And a combination of the quick burst of dopamine from junk food and being sedentary obviously led to my weight gain. Now, I wasn't morbidly obese, but definitely big enough to be constantly bullied. And I wanted to do something about it. So I wanted to play sports, but I was too big for football. So I joined the PTA basketball team, even though I was terrible. But it was the first time that I did any sort of exercise, you know, sprinting from one side of the court to another. And even though I wasn't really that athletic, I still had a lot of heart. So I always really tried. And since it was the first time I was exercising, the weight just started coming off. I'm like, oh, okay. I see exercise works. So then I started getting into lifting and I just tried every machine. I got some help. I had people show me. And then I was like, all right. Now that high school's here, I can do football, wrestling, track, and then try not to lose weight doing wrestling. And then I kind of just got jacked, and then that's kind of what I was known for. And I've always had the empathetic side of me. I've always wanted to help people, so I combined my new passion and love for fitness with helping people. And I trained a lot of people for free just to get experience. I had lunch with my phys ed coaches to pick their brains. And when it was time for college, it was a no brainer 
that I wanted to go for exercise science and just to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And then I had a full career in training and now that brought me to here. Hell yeah. The nice jock. That's one of my favorite uh, high school like subgroups, you know, as, as a kid who grew up kind of on the other side of it as like a, a nerd and like a, an art kid. Uh, yeah. when, when like jocks would buck the stereotype and be like super friendly and like, hey, buddy, what's up? And like be nice yeah. to you. It was just like, oh, this is this is great. They're actually strong yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and they're, was, they're was, kind. I was friends with a lot of like theater kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the typical jock by I, I still don't give myself that title. Really. Right. So you're fairly open about your past with um, eating disorder and body dysmorphia. Um, can you walk us through a little bit of that? Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, I had um, ADHD. I really struggled as far as um, learning the same way as other people. Like I really had to like the teacher. I really had to be invested Otherwise, I was easily um, easily distracted, and tests were very hard for me and stuff. And I felt kind of stupid, but I knew I was funny. I knew that I was kind, and I knew that I knew how to stay in shape. So I fell face first into that. Like, All right, this is what my values are, and this is what my only values are. Right, so I couldn't lose that. Because that was my meal ticket to have some sort of worth. So I became obsessed. And the more I showed off my body, the more insecure I was. And after high school, there was college. And my body fluctuated up and down, obviously, due to just massive amounts of alcohol and everything. And then I really put myself into a hole with debt because I also was impulsively spending for the dopamine and I just wanted everything now, now, now. I wanted a nice body now. So I did everything impatiently. I did. I starved myself. I worked myself into the ground. And when I thought that I had my shit together, I truly didn't because I would run five miles after I ate anything indulgent. I would write X's on food I couldn't have. I would chew and spit and I looked great and people kept telling me how great I looked. So I figured, oh, this must be health and fitness. Thank God I knew not to project that onto my clients. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy about that. I knew in the back of my mind that it was fucked up and something was stopping me from making my clients make the same mistakes. So I'm very happy about that. But yeah, I messed myself up for like over eight years. My testosterone plummeted. I had insomnia like two to three hours of sleep a night. Cortisol was through the roof. So no matter what I did, mm -hmm. the fat was coming off. So I remember I had to get my life together after seeing these pictures of me just blacked out in Cabo, just gut out face looks just so drunk and i'm just like this is not a fitness professional by any means mm. i gotta get my shit together and just ever since then just i just started showing up for me and that was it and this is the most consistent i've been in over like i haven't binged i haven't reverted back in over two years so hell yeah that's great um when were you diagnosed with adhd 
Oh, early. Like, yeah, same. I was diagnosed well, in like first grade, kindergarten, something yeah. wild like that. I was yeah, like, like that much of a spaz. But I didn't, I wasn't put on medication till like 20 though. Mm. Yeah, it can be a real thing. And this is a thing that I think doesn't really get addressed super, not quite enough with, with ADHD is the dopamine. Um, the real dopamine fixation, the need for it, the, the almost addiction to it. Um, and so like that can be a real thing and it, it goes hand in hand with, with OCD and, and body dysmorphia goes hand in hand with OCD because it gives you something to count calories, weight, numbers, things you can and can't do. It gives you this nice black and white set of rules, which for, for, a, like ADHD brain and a, an OCD brain is just perfect. It's, it's yeah. heaven. It's 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 the perfect system, and it and it like you know the matrix code starts falling down, right? Um, but yeah, so you have to eventually start to look for healthy sources of that dopamine. So what do you do now? I mean, are, are you are you sober these days, or did you just kind of reel it back? And, and no, like no, no, I just I just reeled it back. Yeah. I love, um, you know, I'm very open about my like edible stories and mm -hmm. stuff. I, I don't take it to get like wasted. I take it because as you can imagine making 10 posts a day and always being in this space, I get very, very sucked in. Yeah. So when I do that, that's my like, Hey, you're done now. Right. Like, like you just like relax, sit on the couch, have dinner. Yeah. So that's, that's why I do it. And I also, that's, that's the same reason I take like pre-workout so I can, just have something to take me out of the content space or the client help space. Just something is like, Oh, it's time for you now. Okay. So you take an edible pre-workout sometimes. No, 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 okay. no. So, so, so I'm saying like at the end of the day, I might take an edible ah. if I had a crazy work day and I need to be pulled out. Right. But I'm saying that I take pre-workout like a supplement, like mm -hmm. pre-workout to also pull me out so I can work out. Right. Right. I get very sucked in. It can be really, yeah, it can be really hard. And another thing with ADHD is just self-motivation. And, you know, you right in your background there, you got a, you got a huge home gym, which looks really sick, but, uh, yeah. you know, just motivating yourself to actually like do it on your own when there isn't somebody like crossing their arms and looking at you, like that mm. can be really tough to do. And just like switching those gears from like, I was doing this and now I'm doing this, that can be just a, a big old trench to jump. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like so much that like, I'm not willing to work out, but like, I'll get so sucked into a response or a post or something that all of a sudden I miss my window to work out. Mm -hmm. And so I just have to have that little like, nope, you said this is time for you. And I set alarms to get my steps in. So I have everything in order pretty much. Have you ever kind of fallen off of the wagon and, and just been like, Oh wow, I, I stopped exercising. I kind of have to start over or get back into it. The last two years. No, uh, before that all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the, the methods you were using were unsustainable. It right. sounds like, and right. that's what, that's what happens. And Yeah. Yeah. And also I was doing it under the wrong context. I was doing it desperate for people's approval. Now, mm. Everything I do just improves my quality of life. So it's a joy to show up for it. I have no reason to stop. If anything, 
when I don't show up to something, I, I feel like, oh my God, I have to do something. I have to walk. I have to work out somehow, but it's not from, I'm going to get fat. It's like, I, I, I just can't be sedentary. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what I harp on all the time. And, and you harp on it all the time too, uh, is that you got to do it for yourself. You're not doing it for the likes. You're not doing it for, for anybody else's approval. You're not look, doing it to look a certain way. You're doing it because it gives you something and like what it gives totally. you is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's undeniable. Like I, as a fairly like not out of shape, but like not super athletic for person for like mm, the first like half of my life, I guess, uh, you know, just wasn't consistently going to the gym would try, would not super love it, would not get past the hump. Um, mm-hmm and then would give up, you know, uh, once it became consistent though, was when it was something that was, it was all just for me. And, and I started to like really see the light again. And in the, um, you know, the, the endorphins of, of exercising, especially like for me, it's gotta be in the morning. If it's something that I got to do like later in the day, then, then like it's, it just hangs over my head. But if it's in the morning, then it's boom. And I, I I got my momentum for the day. It's where it's at. If, if my workout doesn't happen either in the morning or latest mid afternoon, I'm moving into another day. Hmm. I, I can't fathom people who work out at night. It just makes no sense to me. It's, it's, it's nothing against them. I mean, but just, I couldn't do it because in my eyes, you're winding down Yeah. to go to sleep. I don't get how someone can jack themselves up like that and then Mm -hmm. try to go to sleep. God bless them. But I can't. I'd rather just save it for another day. I would absolutely prefer a 7 a.m. class to a 7 p.m. class, even if I have to like get up and hate it. But like, once I'm up, then it's fine. Yeah. I'm perfect. But like 7 p.m., then it's just you're thinking about it all day, and you're like, oh god, I gotta yeah. like I gotta like not eat too heavy because like if I have like a big burger and go to kickboxing sure, or whatever, sure. that's gonna be weird. You know, like yeah, it sucks. I, um, I I tell my clients all the time who are like very like resistant to like waking up early and it's like once you're up you wash your face and everything then you're up it's no different than like 9 a.m mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just the act of getting out of bed yeah yeah for me that's that's totally it just the initial like uh ab workout the crunch you have to do to pull yourself mm-hmm. up out of bed that's that's the hardest exercise movement of the day Right there, that one crunch. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, you know, gym culture, because this is something that you um, engage with a lot in in your work. And uh, as we both know, there is a lot of toxicity, a lot of uh, body shaming, misogyny, homophobia in gym culture that really ends up alienating people who are often like the very people who would benefit most from this kind of stuff. You know, sure. and and so like let's let's go into that. Okay. So what would you like to hear? Yeah, I mean, like, so you engage a lot with, um, you know, just these like shitty like bro ass accounts of like some of them are just grifters selling pseudoscience like yeah. supplements and bullshit. Some of them are just making fun of you know fat people for working out for for like daring to show up for daring to exist. Some of them are, um, you know, just these real like body Nazis. There's this like extreme 
narrow view of like what an acceptable body is. And you are one of the few people who I have seen on the internet who actually like calls that stuff out and calls it what it is, which is very refreshing. So like what brought you to that and, and what kind of keeps you on this like crusade? Uh, just very, very, very deep empathy. I think if my mom were to fall for one of these people and get false information and spend money and what that would do and, and just her, that's, that's enough for me to be like, Oh, fuck no. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just apply that to everyone. And also, like, I'm not wrong in the sense that someone who's like horrible on social media, they aren't all of a sudden going to have ethics when it comes to their programs and be sweet. Like, they won't know what they're doing and they'll have a one size fits all mentality cookie cutter program. And they're pissed and bitter that people don't just see the world like they do and they don't see bodies like they do and they're like, well i don't get it why can't you just eat this many calories why can't you just work out like this it's like because they're not you yeah and it's just it's it's they need therapy there is a remarkable lack of empathy uh, like a, yeah. a, in in i think just culture overall but like a, i think it's especially pronounced in gym culture and i'm not sure what it is like you know there is something to be said about like, and we'll get to this later, like discomfort, discipline and difficulty. Like those are good things. And those are things you have to accept and, and, and work through. But there is this, like, I think there's this, it maybe draws some people in the, the like cruelty, the, the, the meanness, like wanting somebody to sort of embody the mean voice in your head and yell at you about it. There are people who are, I feel like are weirdly motivated by that, but then that that doesn't lead to anything good because they that think, just becomes they a. They think they're motivated by yeah. that. They think they do, mm -hmm. uh, but but I have a family member who's been struggling for a very very long time, and I tell him point blank, "This is what you're supposed to do," and like he's not listening to me because he's being fooled by people who are a lot more cut than me, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm like. Number one, and I'm not being cruel, I'm just making an observation. I'm 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 in a lot better shape than him. Number two, he just can't fathom that all of these people could be lying, that all these people could be selling snake oil. And I'm like, yes, yes, and you are a prime candidate. Yeah. You keep researching what the secret is besides just starting like I told you to do a month ago. Mm -hmm. you're going to keep buying shit. You're going to keep falling for shit. And this is exactly what they want. Whereas if you just started walking 7,500 steps every day and prioritizing more protein to fiber with each meal, I bet you could have made a significant dent then in the last month. Yeah. But that's not fast enough. That's, and it's people are worried about like, their macros and what workout split. And it's like, you haven't even started working on like walking yet. Yeah. You're worried about this. And it's just such a big misconception. And it just drives me nuts that, right. that I'm giving people the answer. Like it's here. I'm not hiding anything. Right. And like, no, that can't be it. There has to be a faster way. That's so like, all right, whatever. 
Yeah, it's the culture of speed. It is the, the like. There's a huge lack of empathy for one thing. Yes, but there's also a severe lack of critical thinking skills. Oh and yeah, that that just Absolutely. permeates into everything. You know, like especially everything that we've seen over the last few years. Just like in the world, just seems like people just aren't trained to be media literate and aren't trained to uh, just just kind of read something for like falsehood it's it people just seems to be a completely really lacking a side people yeah. really want to pick a side and they want to be told what to do mm-hmm. they're too busy they want to pick all right do i eat this or not no okay is this workout good for me or not no it's not like is this good for me now how do i go through that how do i find that out i take time with it mm-hmm People get like annoyed at me sometimes. They're like, what's the best thing for this? What's the best thing I should do for this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know you. And they're like, mm, okay. I'm like, would you rather me lie to you like the other people do? Right. Yeah, it's hard. Steer I mean, you down a road, steer you down a road that you weren't prepared for because I said so. And then when you fail, you blame me. <laughs> I mean, so much of it is the like the show business, the looking the yeah. part, the the speaking confidently, and and you know, it's it, for the listener. I mean, look up pictures, look up James's social media. He's fucking jacked. He's huge, and like, but there are people in your comments who will tell you that you're too fat, and yeah. it's it's absolutely ridiculous and and like it's a game you can't possibly win so i mean like props to you for like stepping out of it um you know i i think you kind of covered it but can you talk a little bit more about like what the turning point was for you and and like when you sort of realized what was your come to jesus moment with just like oh i i'm not doing this for me and i'm 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 never gonna win this and there's nothing on top of the mountain so i I guess it's because like a lot of pictures and videos I take of myself, I don't really realize that I stand in optimal positions for my body. So it's kind of like I'm kind of convincing myself that like I'm on the right path, even though I wasn't because I'm like, all right, I still I still look good and stuff. And when I had that blackout picture of me in Cabo at a bachelor party, you know, just stomach completely out, chest out and just drunk, glazed over face. I was like, oh, that's me. And then I was like, I'm not as balanced as I think I am. And I just realized that the reason why I was blacking out or whatever was just to numb myself. And it wasn't just because I like to party. I hated being hungover. I hated feeling like shit. Yeah. I just normalized it. And at the time... I already had zero shortcuts opened up my, my business for, I'd say half a year. And I'm like, my name is behind this business. Now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta practice what I preach. And it was just simple from there. I didn't have a choice. If this was what I wanted to do, if I wanted to grow this business, I had to. Hmm. And for a while, I had to just be patient and I still hated my body for a while, but I just, it was out of sight, out of mind. I'm like, I still need this. I need to work out like this. I need to walk like this. I need to eat like this. And then 
my body just kind of started changing. And I'm like, okay, okay, it's working, but I also feel fulfilled that I'm showing up for myself regardless. So the combination of showing up for myself, for me, along with my perception changing of my body, just put me in a place of confidence that I've never been in anymore. And then of course the acceptance from my following helps. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, do you still have negative, I mean, I, you must still have like negative thoughts about like your body and problem areas, but it sounds like you're able to dismiss them easier now. Yes, I'm not consumed by them. Mm. Like, like, I hate candid shots of me just cause again, like for someone who does social media all the time, you learn how to stand and pose yep. in a way that's like flattering, right? Yep. But then like sometimes if I'm just not thinking and my guard is down, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I look a little bigger than I thought. But I I then realize, but then I look at this picture and I love my body. So I'm going to pay attention to the perception that makes me feel good. Mm. This is just an unflattering photo. It doesn't define me. You're in therapy now? Yeah. When did you start? I started 2020. 2020. Yeah, like, <laughs> a lot of people are starting around then. Uh, what got you in there? Um, I was drinking a lot more. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to do. I was sleeping in a lot. I guess I was depressed without realizing I was depressed. Mm -hmm. And my wife just kept saying, like, you really should. I'm like, all right. And she's great. I talk to her every two weeks. You know, nothing crazy, but we've made great. The therapist, not your wife. My therapist. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, no, as far as all the body stuff, I've I've never received help on that. That was all me. Wow. That's this good. was just like out of my own head with other things in my life. That's a gnarly journey. I mean, like, you know, like by oh, yeah. yourself with with all of that stuff, like that's, that's wild. That's why I get annoyed at people when I, I, I really just use my previous experience and empathy to try to help people the best I can. And I make it very clear that it's by no means medical advice. And I've had people be like, you know, if you weren't actually diagnosed, you shouldn't be giving advice about this. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> right. It's just like, it's, 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 I'm just using my personal experience. You don't have to listen. Yeah. Um, you, you do bring a lot of, um, you know, you display a lot of vulnerability and a lot of, uh, sensitivity on, on your, on your, um, your posts and, you know, you show emotion and, and that's another thing that like in the like really brolic, you know, gym culture thing, there's this real performative masculinity, uh, that's expected of people. So, um, how have you been able to kind of, uh, work around that and, and, and buck that? Like, like being vulnerable. Yeah. I've always been vulnerable. Mm. Uh, I've never not been afraid to like share stuff. Um, I did have friends who weren't really open to vulnerability, so I kept it to myself a lot, but I guess, um, Erica really brought out more of my wife brought out like more of like a vulnerable side to me, which I really appreciated. 
Um, so we talked a lot about, I mean, we talked a little bit earlier, I alluded earlier to, uh, you know, the tenets of discomfort, difficulty, discipline. Um, and these are things that I think people mistake for, um, like pain and self-flagellation. Um, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the difference between those two things? Because you seem to really know the difference. Like, what is the difference between pushing yourself through something that is uncomfortable, that is hard to get used to, that is, you know, hard and you're going to want to quit, but you got to do it anyway, versus like beating yourself up and being like, you're a little bitch if you don't. Okay. So, um, so as far as the negative self-talk, I will say I do have posts of me about to go into a heavy lift and I go, come on, bitch. Right. <laughs> and I've always done that, whether I'm running or lifting, it's just, it's just what I do. But now there's nothing that I'll do that won't ultimately improve my quality of life. I talk to my future self and my future self is like, yeah, do it. Then I'm doing it. There's no reason for me not to. Mm-hmm. For instance, I, I I know that this is a small example, but it can be translated into what we're talking about. I have this three-mile walk path that I do every day. It's I walk through the neighborhood, and then I walk straight. I turn around and come back, and then I go left onto a block, come back, go right into a block, come back, and then I walk back. And every time I go straight and go left, I always have that inner voice going, you don't need to walk down the third block. You don't need to do that. It's just like, you have a lot of stuff to do. There's no reason to do that. Mm -hmm. You, you're, you're going to get your steps in. Don't worry. And I'm like, the only reason why I don't want to do this walk right now is because I don't want to, I have no valid reason not to. And ultimately it will only be better than I'm getting more steps. Yeah. It's, um, there's a, uh, another sort of line that you have to toe between, um, valid reasons to miss workouts versus, you know, making excuses. And, and, you know, it's, it's something that is really hard to examine in yourself. If you are somebody who is classically like not trusted yourself, beat yourself up and really mean to yourself, then it's really hard to know if you are applying the right level of discipline or not. It can be, it can be really hard. So you kind of just have to go like, are you growing? Are you improving? Mm-hmm. You know, like as far as my body composition getting better, I'm assuming that just over time, I'm just being healthier. And I just so happen to be like leaner. My, my three mile time getting better uh, when I go for my run, my strength improving, right? I'm being more alert. I have less pain. I have better mobility. You know, I have metrics to look at that have nothing to do. Well, I know I said the lean thing, but like realistically, the metrics that I look at barely have to do with my like physique. It just has to do with my performance and how I feel. Mm-hmm. And more people need to be more in tune with those metrics because they'll feel so much more fulfilled as opposed to running to the scale or running to the reflection. When I think about uh, how to apply the right level of discipline and, mm-hmm. and self-deprecation to myself. Um, because I like 
self-deprecating humor and I, I like to make fun of myself, but like, I know that it felt different when I would make fun of myself, like back when I really sincerely believed what I was saying about like the negative things about myself to where I do now where like, I generally feel pretty good about myself, but like, I'll call myself dumb and you got a big old head and your podcast sure. sucks and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, like, but it doesn't hurt me, you know, like the, the way it like, because it's not coming from like a real place of like, I actually think this about yeah. myself. I'm just joking, you know? Yes. And, and right. so like, you know, like you saying like, come on, bitch, when you're about to lift, like that's a, a completely different, it could be the same words, but it's a completely different tone and comes from a completely different place yes. than, than it maybe used to. Yeah. Like the other day I posted a video of me like falling off the bench, um, in my story and like in the top, I wrote like, I'm an idiot. And there right. were people like, Hey, Hey, you're not an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, like you don't need to like console me. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm an idiot. I felt like I'm okay. Don't worry. Thank you though. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like training while, you know, like, uh, aging, we're both in our thirties and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. You want to stay in shape as long as possible, but you also have to acknowledge the slow march of time and what to expect out of your body as you're getting older. And I think there is this like, uh, it's very difficult to accept. And I think that, you know, like I've been able-bodied my whole life. And I think about that, like every time I work out, like I'm fully, able to do most all of this stuff. I can't throw a high kick the way, the way that I would want to. I do, I do some like Muay Thai kickboxing. I have really inflexible hips. Um, and like, that makes me kind of sad, but like when I really think about it, I'm like for all intents and purposes, like I've got this, like I've got all my limbs, I've got all my, my nerve functions. I'm fine. I'm not asthmatic. I, I have everything that I need to do this. And that is so lucky and also is probably temporary because eventually this shit breaks down. And like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, I choose my battles. Yeah. Uh, I learned from almost the torn calf in the summer. I'm not going to sprint anymore. Mm. Like that's, that's gone. My sprinting days are done. I, I don't care how fast I can sprint. Right. And I used to do that for conditioning all the time. I don't care. Right. Um, since my spinal fusion, I can't really do like a barbell back squat. I can't really push overhead and that's okay. It's fine. It is what it is. So I just know what makes sense and I know what I can do to the best of my capability. And as long as I show up to the furthest degree within the capability, I'm fine with it. Hmm. Yeah. See, again, letting go of the perfectionist that is comparing yourself to, I don't know, Bruce Wayne or whatever. Like it's, it's not possible and not sustainable. And, but it, and yet that is sold to us as this is what winning actually looks like. And yeah. so to, to go against that, like really, uh, it takes, it, I think it takes a, probably a daily practice, a daily reminder of, of, um, getting yourself in there and just being like, no, no, don't compare yourself to the guy next to you. Compare yourself to you last Absolutely. year, last month, 
And, and yeah. that's, that can be the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Like a lot of people bring up like David Goggins and I respect the hell out of him. He's a very, very hard worker. I know that he backs up what he says, but for anyone who thinks that you're less of a person because you don't live up to like David, David Goggins standard of fit. It's like, so like Nancy down the block who works in accounting is going to run a hundred miles on like bare feet. Why? It's, it's, it's like, you have to be realistic. And it's like people who like talk about like my body and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not a competing bodybuilder. I'm not a physique competitor. Yeah. It's like, I'm just a dude who stays in shape. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what's fitness is supposed to, uh, it's supposed to augment your life. Your life isn't supposed to be built around fitness. It's just like any other thing that you do to improve yourself, you know? Like it's so to like compare yourself to people whose whole job it is, you know, like me even me like I I'm not a trainer, so I try and not compare myself to anybody who trains me because like that's their job. Like they're like you dedicate you know, hour, maybe two hours a day to this. Um, and that's all I can give. Cause like, I've got a job and other shit going on and like, that's still pretty good. Right. So like if, if anybody with, you know, just a job, kids, responsibilities, all of that stuff can dedicate however much time they can per day, per week, then that's great. Absolutely. You do what you can and the people who really stand by you will have your back. Hmm. And that's all that matters. If I got back down to single digit body fat, it will solely be for other people. Certainly won't be for me. Mm -hmm. What did you have to do to be down at, at like single digit body fat? What? What did you have to do to be down in like single digit body fat? What What was I that? No like? more, I had no more than like fifteen hundred calories. I would end at some point during the day. I probably lifted two hours, ran five miles, and then I would end the day walking on an, an incline treadmill for an hour, and then I ate nothing after. And I would have chicken and peas for dinner every night. Jeez. Yeah, that does. I mean, that sounds not only unpleasant, but just like not even super healthy. Like, oh, and I was still fat shamed. You were still <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I, because I wasn't like 6%, right? Mm -hmm. I worked with a bunch of um, like bodybuilding competitors. So I was quote unquote, the fat one. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's, it's amazing. Um, I lost my no one's safe. There's nobody. Yeah. If people are messed up, there's no body composition you're faced at. I learned that. Mm -hmm. So I might as well be happy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, and, and also like the other parts of life that aren't fitness are also really great and worth doing. Pizza's good. Sitting on the couch is good. Beer's good, man. Cookies are great. Like, you're going to deprive yourself all of that just because you want to look a certain way, even if it doesn't actually 
augment your health in any real measurable way. Like it's, it's insanity to me. Well, well, what's crazy is I said in the beginning, I wrote X's on stuff I couldn't eat. And a lot of my clients fall into this trap too. You know, they're like, they got all the gluten-free stuff and all that and everything. But when they binge, they have like a sleeve of Oreos and like McDonald's fries and like a cheeseburger. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, where was all your extreme care there? Right. And it's, and it's like, you're being arbitrary. You're doing what you can to make yourself feel like you care and that you're doing the right thing. But then you punish yourself due to deprivation and it's just, there's no way to live. It's, 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 extremely hard on your psyche it's extremely hard on your central nervous system and it's not sustainable and there are some people who are genetically blessed without empathy who are just like oh you're just fat and lazy blah 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 and it's like i assure you the last thing i was was lazy and i did accumulate a lot of body fat um because i just binged and drank so much just due to just sheer deprivation mm-hmm yeah, I mean the it's like a rubber band. The longer you yes. kind of uh pull at that thing, like the harder it's going to snap back. And mm-hmm. so like the urge to put that level of intense control on something that is really just kind of a natural urge. People want to like tune out and relax and eat something fatty and and good and fried and like, you know, it, it you see the same kind of thing with with like I don't know, people who like uh, advertise themselves as very like sexually chastened and then Mm -hmm. end up, you know, like they're uncovered at some like brothel and discovered like that's it's it's they have this whole like addiction. They have this whole like uh, closet full of porn and shit. It's because they're denying a part of themselves that is like in there and they're pushing it down to the point where it like springs back up like a ball underwater and and comes back in this like really uncontrollable way. And, and the the balance is just so much easier to manage. If you can just accept those parts of yourself that aren't, you know, necessarily the, 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 the hashtag, you know, influencer lifestyle. Yeah. Um, they really can't get past it because, they believe in order for them to succeed, they have to only have tunnel vision, right? And like, for instance, I'm never going to shame like Arnold for saying he hates body positivity or something like that. I mean, it's Arnold. I completely understand. Dude conquered the world, right? Like you can say whatever you want, buddy. Right. Go ahead. All these people, it's like, John from Rhode Island. And it's like, who do you think you are that you get to disrespect people like this? What you stay in a deficit and you lift. Okay. What else? What else you got? Yeah. It's, it's such a false sense of like superiority and it's so strong that like I'm, I'm, I'm not boosting myself up here. I just noticed that the, more that I grow and the more traction that I'm getting and the more people are listening, you have all these people who put all their worth into their body been like, I, I just don't get it. He doesn't have a six pack. Yeah. You know, and it makes them furious because it just, they don't have empathy. They don't have critical thinking skills. They don't have other things that make them 
a human being and their abs and everything are only going to get them so far and it's only going to be appreciated from like-minded individuals. Yeah. That's the other thing is most people don't actually give a shit. And this is right. another reason you got to do it for yourself. Like you might turn some heads at the beach, but like most likely you're not getting anybody's number because you have, you have like nice delts, you know, like it's not, Absolutely. They don't like women, especially like don't super care about that stuff. Like they honestly don't. Some do. Sure. But it's more like an overall sign of like, oh, he looks put together. He looks like he takes care of himself. He looks like he has his shit together. You know, like sure. it's it's more that than like I need a big, strong beefcake, blah, blah, blah. It's really like they don't fucking care. Your your other like bros at the gym. They, they'll, they'll gas you up and they'll stare at your body forever. But like women don't care. They don't really care about like your looks as much as, as you do. In fact, if you are so obsessed with your looks that it, it seems to take precedence over other things, that's going to be a turn off. Right. And, and I call the guys out all the time who say that women are lying and, they're insecure and they don't really like dad bods. They're saying it because um, they just want to feel like they're safe and not intimidated mm. as far as someone having a nicer body. And it's like, no, motherfucker. It's like because they have a personality. They have other attributes besides how much they can lift. Yeah. And even with the major, major proof that's going on in my comment section, there's like, nope, nope, girls love me. <laughs> like, I don't doubt that. You pick some women who love you, but you're using anecdotal evidence. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, no one's saying that a nice body is not nice to look at. We're talking about a mate. We're talking about, like, of course, women or men, we can appreciate nice physiques. But like when you just say when you speak on women's behalf that like no they're really just insecure you you don't realize how insecure you're sounding mm -hmm. you're just trying to force reality into this way that makes you feel like you have more worth outside of the gym outside of your bros and it's sad I feel very very bad for them I mean that's what's really apparent when I'm like when I'm in a good headspace it becomes mm. so transparent when I see dudes like this on on Instagram or wherever the like kind of Andrew Tate vibe you know like the fucking sure. like I'm this like alpha male I'm this high value blah 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 chest beating it looks so pathetic it looks so silly yeah. to me and yet I can look back on like when I was younger and like a little bit more like wayward and insecure and I remember internalizing shit that I would hear from people like that. And so like, that's how that happens. And that's what like, when people get sucked into that, like, yeah, I feel really, I feel bad for them. I feel, cause I know that like, there is a, like a part of me that's like, I, that could have been me. Like that if they had got me on a bad day, if like I had just one or 2% less, support in my life at that time sure. like other people like helping me out helping me through stuff if i didn't have that if i didn't have nice parents if i didn't have like good friends 
then I would be turning to those people because they look like they have fucking answers and they're going to look you in the eye and they're going to like be confident. They're going to be like, this is how this shit's done. And it's a huge fucking grift and they're going to sell you on all their other shit, all their other like sexist macho bullshit. And it's people take in just everything. Like you go to them at first for fitness and then all of a sudden you're taking their opinions on, on like the government and vaccines and women and feminism and all of this other shit that is completely out of their purview. They don't even know what they're talking about in the fitness end. Now they're just like going off on other shit. And, and it's, it's gotta be hard to pull back from because like, you know, it's, it's the, it's the cult thing. Like once you find something that people, once you find something that people need and you tell them that like, I can give you this need, then you got them. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, built a following in the opposite direction of people feeling safe and people feeling like they can be themselves and accepted. Um, but these people who just do like the alpha male thing and like stuff like that, and just outwardly shame or like talk shit and stuff. I, I just say like, Hey, I'm just saying you do realize that no person with their shit together outwardly, talks like this right like you keep going harder it keeps reinforcing the fact that you do not in fact have your shit together yeah and they're like i'm not insecure i'm like yes you are a secure person does not do what you're doing and then they get more and more mad and like see and i just they just can't see it they're so blinded by it because they usually are used to people backing down Mm mm-hmm I'm never going to back down. <laughs> That's apparent. I mean, you're a real fighter on there. So like, let's, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's do a positive moment. Let's talk about like, you've, you've really, um, garnered a big following in the last couple of years. And like, let's talk about like, what's, uh, what that experience has been like and, and, uh, what you've learned, what you've, um, what you've, what surprised you and, and what's kind of, you know, what, what's been the experience of finding this really cool, positive community? What what surprised me is like, obviously, I think it's pretty apparent whether it's Tammy or me supporting a lot of women, like my main demographic is like middle-aged women. So I'm used to that. But I was, as my following grew, I'm very surprised about the amount of vulnerability and respect I'm getting from men. Mm-hmm. A lot. I get over 500 DMs a day of people just pouring their heart out. Holy shit. Well, thank you for answering mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's overwhelming. Um, but I'm 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 used to it at this point. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's so many people who are so close to actually seeing results. They're just so blinded by the delusions of social media and they want it to be expedited that they change course and they break their consistency and i just i say exactly what people need to do and they're finally doing it and they're just thanking me immensely and it's just i find it so funny because there's so many complicated diets and workouts and things like that and all i'm doing is telling people to walk all i'm doing is telling people to have more protein and fiber get more sleep 
do basic strength training. I was like, oh, this was it. And I can eat what I want. Yeah. You know, so it really feels good that I know for a fact that I'm not selling like snake oil. Right. That's why that's another thing. Like I know when someone like makes a video about me, like I'm not worried about getting like caught or something like right. that. Like, you know, I'm going to calmly rebuttal whatever they say about me because I have nothing to hide. I'm not bullshit. And I really love that my following knows that. Yeah, that must feel amazing. I mean, it must just feel like I'm really happy that you found that and that, um, you know, that you kind of continue to, to, to grow this community. I, I think it's a really cool thing, man. Um, can we talk a little bit about like address somebody who is, um, maybe thinking about getting into the fitness world and you know, they've been intimidated or they've had bad experiences. Um, what are like good things to look for and what are some red flags to, to look for in, in a trainer and a gym and sure, in any sure. kind of environment? So anyone who speaks in absolutes and has a one size fits all mentality, no, they're going to give you a cookie cutter program because they're too lazy to adapt their expertise and knowledge to you directly. Anyone who uses their body on 95% of their posts for their value, no, because they'll push you to have the same value. Anyone who is shaming anyone, no, because they will shame you. As far as what to look for, do they actually use science-based evidence and can they say it in a way that's digestible for you to hear? Yeah. Do they actually care and show empathy and are able to have critical thinking? Yes. Are they someone who practices what they're preaches? Not from so much an aesthetic standpoint, but you can tell that they truly do walk the walk and they prioritize it themselves and it shines through with their message and their clients and from there you just want to see if you can build a rapport on a human to human level mm -hmm. you know um, I've had just as many no's as I said yes as far as consultations because uh, I just felt like we didn't vibe and I don't want them to waste their money so I say, hey, I don't think that we're a good fit. I just think you're in a different headspace right now, um, maybe down the road, but I would recommend this person to this person. So where can people find you and your work and, um, you know, follow you and all of that? Sure. So my website is www.jamescapola.com. You can find me on Instagram at James underscore Coppola. And TikTok is J underscore Coppola underscore Fit Coach. I am not J Coppola Fit Coach, which someone is pretending to be me. Oh, no. Um, and even though we're reporting it, apparently they can't take it down, which I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's that's how you can find me. Feel free to message me. Don't be offended if I take a while to answer. Like I told you, I get over 500 DMs a day. So yeah. It can be, yeah, it's, it's gotta be a slog. And you know, like, again, like with people coming to you, like, I mean, you know, only having other, only have ever having been on the other side of this where like, like for me, like, especially during the pandemic, like during the lockdown 2020, like really, um, uh, 
bonding with with trainers uh, who are like doing you know like online classes and like these people. Like, I'm not a religious person, but this was, was like it became like my church. It became like this, like. I would wait to talk to them after class or I would want to like DM them with a thing because like I just felt this like oh my god thank you for like saving my my entire mental health and they're just like I just told you how to lift a kettlebell man you know (laughs) they're just they're just some guy they're again they're just some guy so like the the um the pressure uh must be must be pretty intense but but it's because you're providing something that that people really need and and just really makes people feel great and and so like i i totally understand the impulse you know to to like fawn over your your trainer um but yeah thank you very much i appreciate that thank you so much for being on the show and uh yeah uh keep on keep on trucking man this uh, what you're doing is really cool what a fucking king thank you so much james capola again for being on the show Thank you all for listening, and uh, that's it. Hope you got something out of that. Um, hope you're you, you found a new Insta follow, a new TikTok follow, and you're just watching the shit out of all of his stuff, and you're thinking about getting fucking ripped and brolic and crazy looking. Um, just get just get jacked like Bane. Just start throwing motherfuckers through walls and stuff. It's gonna be awesome. You're gonna look so sick. But remember. It's not about how you look, it's about how you feel. And you will feel better. I keep harping on it, but I'm telling you. Anyway, that's all. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Goodbye and stuff. Music is by Shea Bartell. Uh, Thank you, Shea. And uh, I'll see you next time. I'm just going to go with the the, uh, LeVar Burton reading rainbow sign-off. See you next time.